Hello and welcome to Cubicles in Christ. Kelly Johnson, certified leadership coach and founder of Be Well My Soul, is on a mission to encourage and inspire you to be spiritually authentic and thrive in life. Let's join the conversation with Kelly now. Worry is debilitating and exhausting. It robs us of sleep and torments the threads of peace we cling to. Worry is a beast, and today we are going to talk about how to tame the worry beast. If you haven't joined the Cubicles in Christ private Facebook group yet, you should definitely do so right now. Every Wednesday in the Cubicles in Christ community, I post a weekly devotional to share a little bit of midweek inspiration. One of my recent devotionals was about worry, and oh my goodness, Was there a flutter of activity and comments about this topic? I sensed right away that we had hit on a hot topic and knew we needed to explore it further. So here's the thing about worry and anxiety. They are silent killers of faith and growth. This whole discussion about worry actually stemmed from a conversation with one of my best girlfriends who challenged me to define what breakthrough looked like in my life. To my own surprise, my answer was not even about what I had been praying for. In this season, for me personally, breakthrough looks like freedom from worry about the different situations in my life. Freedom from worry. Doesn't that sound wonderful and amazing to be completely free from worry? So what is worry exactly, and who is this worry beast that I keep referring to? Well, out of concern for you and all my listeners, I decided not to invite the worry beast to be a guest on my show. I didn't want to give him any more airtime than he deserves. He already plays such debilitating messages over and over again in our hearts and minds. So out of fairness, I did ask the worry beast to stop by for just a quick moment to introduce himself, but that's all he gets. That's the only airtime the worry beast gets on this show. Worry beast, thank you for stopping by. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, I am the worry beast. I am big, bad, and ugly. My job is to make you dwell on your problems and take your focus off of God. Hey, don't judge me. I have to make a living in some way, don't I? I love my job. I get to fill my belly every day with your worries, fears, and concerns. The more you worry, the bigger I get. Okay, thank you, Worry Beast, for that very helpful overview. Now, let's switch gears. We've heard from the Worry Beast. We know who he is. He's probably an unwanted guest in your home anyway. but. Let's now think about scripture and what scripture says about worry. Many of us can recite Bible verses that remind us that we shouldn't worry, right? That's a no-brainer. We know that we shouldn't worry as believers. And a few scriptures come to mind that I'll share. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Psalms 94 verse 19 says, When doubts 
filled my mind. Your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. And the all-time favorite scripture about worry is Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So if we know these scriptures, and many of you, I'm sure, have them memorized, why is it so hard to actually do them? I have a few theories, and I want to know what you think. Please come over to the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook and share. Let me know what you think. But here here are my theories. First, I think it is easier to worry than to trust God. Let's be honest. We know how to worry. Some of us are like experts at it. It's familiar and it's comfortable. Sometimes worry is our default response to difficult situations, especially if they have lingered for a significant period of time. Secondly, there are many external pressures that feed the worry beast without our help. Social media posts that tempt us with thoughts that were not good enough and the constant 24-7 news stories highlighting violence, hatred, flooding, virus outbreaks, and rising healthcare costs, the threat of terrorism. There is no shortage of issues the worry beast can use to try to smother and stamp out our faith. But you know what I think the number one reason is? The worry beast is so prevalent in our lives. I think the number one reason it is so challenging to not worry is unbelief and doubt. So how does unbelief, doubt, and worry affect you? That's a real question for you to answer. How is worry showing up in your life right now in this moment? One of the frustrating things about the worry beast is that when he is around, it impacts our quality of life. Some of us have insomnia, we can't sleep, we're irritable and short-tempered with our family and friends and coworkers. Our eating habits veer off track. We either eat too much or we eat too little. And some of us pick up devastating habits that significantly impact our health, like drinking alcohol, using drugs. Worry has such a huge impact on our quality of life. So beyond the familiar scriptures about worry and anxiety, what practical insights does the Bible give us about worry? We can infer or make thoughtful assumptions. The Bible does not give a ton of detail or examples about the psyche or the state of mind for the people mentioned in scripture that had great reasons to worry. There are a few examples that come to mind, and one of them is Hannah. Think about it. When she was in the temple praying for a child, the fervency of her prayer clearly indicated that she not only had reason to be worried, but we know from her life story that she was plagued by years and years of torment of not only being unable to conceive, but also the constant teasing and pressure from her husband's other wife? Like, really? Your husband's other woman is teasing you because you can't have a child? So I'm sure Hannah wrestled with the worry beast. And how did she respond? With prayer. 
King David, the man after God's own heart. Now, with David, we have the benefit of the Psalms, which he wrote much of. And in them, he gives us insight about the issues of life that plagued and worried him. Psalms 41 is just one example where David shares his struggle with the worry beast. There are plenty others, but just to highlight this one example, in Psalms 41, David reveals how people are gossiping about him, like they are really talking about him and thinking the worst of him. And in typical David fashion, David soon remembers the faithfulness of God, and that's how he overcomes the worry beast. Now. There is one experience in the Bible that comes to mind where the worry beast had to be in like full effect mode, yet the Bible gives no indication of such. You know the very familiar story of Daniel in the lion's den. To refresh your memory in more detail, be sure to take a look at Daniel chapter 6, but I'll paraphrase for just a moment. So we all know this. Daniel was in a high government position. He had some haters, and so they entrapped him into breaking some bogus law, right? And as a result, the punishment, if you broke this bogus law, was that you're thrown into the lion's den. And so right around verse 18, once Daniel is in the lion's den, we do see a little bit of worry in this account of Daniel in the lion's den. But the worry is actually coming from the king, not Daniel. So we all know what happens. Daniel's in the lion's den. The next morning, the king comes to check on him. The king calls out, Daniel, are you alive? And Daniel's response is in verse 21, Daniel chapter 6, verse 21, Daniel responds, Long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouths so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was happy. Daniel comes out. He's released. And the Bible says that there was not even a scratch on Daniel because he trusted in his God. Now, notice what is not mentioned in this passage of scripture. There is literally no reference to Daniel sweating bullets all night because he is stuck in a den of lions. When the king asks Daniel how he is the next morning, how he was doing, Daniel gives a very respectful and seemingly calm response. Scripture gives no indication that Daniel yelled to hurry and like, get him out of there. I know I would have. Daniel seemed to still have his wits about him. And he just comes out scratch-free. Now, I don't know about you, but I cannot even imagine being able to control my nerves for an entire night trapped in a dark cave full of lions. I don't care that their mouths were trapped shut. I mean, thank you, Lord, that you did that, clearly. However, I mean, think about it. Daniel had to endure the smell of the lions. He had to endure hearing them breathe in the dark, knowing full well what those lions were capable of doing to him. So what did Daniel do all night in that lion's den? The Bible doesn't tell us, but he had to have conquered the worry beast. Thankfully, 
I feel pretty confident in saying that like 99.999% of us will never ever get thrown into a lion's den. Thank you, Jesus. But if Daniel can conquer the worry beast by trusting God in that situation, surely, surely we can trust God with our own situations. So what kind of lion's den do you feel trapped in right now? Before we get ready to close out, I want to share with you five ways to tame the worry beast in your life. First, we have to read the Word of God daily and preferably out loud. Scripture tells us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. That's one of the reasons why on this show, I try to read as much scripture or share as much scripture as possible because our faith is actually encouraged when we hear the Word of God. You can do that in your own daily devotional time. Read scripture out loud. Number two, be thankful. Even if you are in your own version of a lion's den, find a way to give thanks. Give thanks that the Lord has shut the mouths of the lions in your life. Yes, they are still around you, but God is sustaining you and preserving you. Find one thing to be thankful for in your current lion's den situation. Number three, remember what the Lord has done in the past. God is a never-changing God. He is the same God back then when he rescued you from your past situations, and he's the same God today, and he will absolutely be the same God tomorrow. So remember what he has done for you in the past, and use those examples as reasons to be thankful, as reasons to be hopeful, as reasons to trust. Number four, repent from unbelief. Scripture tells us that if we resist the enemy, he has to go. When we repent, it means that we turn away. We have to turn away from unbelief. The moment it enters our mind, the moment it enters our heart, we have to turn away. And lastly, number five, make a choice to believe God. Worry is a choice. I know that seems harsh. And that may seem a little unfair because I don't know your personal situations. But I do know that we can manage our minds and what we think about. The moment we recognize ourselves worrying, we have to replace those thoughts with what the Word of God says. Which brings us right back to step number one. Read scripture out loud and repeat, rinse, do it again. Until the feelings of worry are gone. Until the worry beast is silent. And you know, I think the repentance piece was a turning point for me recently. Shortly after writing the devotional about worry. Because I recognized that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so when we are worrying, that means we're not believing. If we're not believing... We're not pleasing God. And so we have to make the choice to turn away from anything that is not pleasing to the Lord. And that includes worry, and that absolutely includes unbelief. For some of us, worrying is so natural. We may not even realize that we have been sucked into that dangerous trap by the worry beast. 
This is why community with other believers is so important. I know many of us do not go to church on a regular basis, but I want to encourage you today to practice regular fellowship with other believers. Get involved in your church Bible study or home-based fellowships, life groups, small groups. They're called all kinds of different names in various churches, but get involved in a small community of believers. If that's not available to you, strengthen your personal friendship circle with people who will hold you accountable with love and godly wisdom. And of course, get engaged with the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook. It's a virtual community, but it's a way to get encouragement and learn from others. Get engaged. If you are already a member of the Cubicles in Christ community, that's wonderful. But share what God is doing in your life. There is so much power in sharing our stories, in sharing our testimonies. You know this as listeners of the Cubicles in Christ podcast. Think about how the testimonies of previous show guests have blessed you. All of that is from listening through a podcast. Now, imagine if you were involved in a community in person, real time, or even within the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook. So get involved, engage with other believers. Why? Because the moment your mind ventures into thoughts of what if, or if only, or I should have, or why don't they, or whatever, the moment we go down that slippery slope of worry, we are entering the danger zone. And we have to tell ourselves, abort, abort, abort. Rain those thoughts in and get them back on the word of God. We have the victory over the worry beast. He has been defeated. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to close out in prayer in just a moment. But I want to again invite you to come over to the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook so that we can continue the discussion. I would love to hear how the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now about the impact of worry in your life. Let's pray. Gracious and most holy Father, Lord, we thank you for the victory that we have over worry, doubt, and unbelief. Father, we ask you to forgive us for the times that we have doubted you, for the times that we don't believe and remember how faithful you have been. Lord, help us to remember how far you truly have brought us. And we thank you, Lord, that you won't leave us or forsake us. We have no reason to think that you would stop working in our lives. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Help us, Lord, to run this race with endurance. Help us to not give up. Help us, Lord, to have the faith of Abraham, who staggered not at your promises through unbelief. But Abraham was fully persuaded that what you said you would do, that you would do it. And so, Lord, we need help. We need help to not walk in unbelief. We don't want to stagger and stumble through the path of purpose that you have for us. Lord, we want to experience everything that you have in our lives, but we know that without faith, it's impossible to please you. Please, Lord, help our unbelief. Lord, we surrender the cares and the concerns of this world to you. Your word says that we should cast our cares upon you. Thank you that you're there to catch them and to take care of them for us. 
And Lord, I ask you to bring us to a place of obedience, Father, especially in this area of worry, doubt, and unbelief. Lord, help us to be courageous and to be very strong, to do whatever it is that you are asking us to do. Help us to lay aside every weight and run with patience and endurance. Lord, we need you in our lives to help us conquer the worry beast. We know that we have the victory. And today we declare that we have the victory over worry, over doubt, and over unbelief. Thank you for your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. We remember, Lord, we remember what you have done for us. We remember the darkness that you have brought us out. And we thank you that you will continue to be the same God today and tomorrow as you were yesterday. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you for your deliverance from worry. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you once again for joining Cubicles in Christ. This is Kelly Johnson, and I hope to see you over in the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook. Until next time. Thank you for joining this episode of Cubicles in Christ. Be sure to visit BeWellMySoul.com for fresh biblical inspiration and practical ideas to thrive in life. May you grow in peace, love, and soul prosperity. Thank you.